On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I break down game number one of round two against the Miami Heat. The Sixers fall 106-92, how they get back into the series, what went wrong, and what they need to change in order to get back in it. And game number two right here next, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back. You are locked on 76 I'm Devon Givens of 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia alongside my co-host and partner Keith Pompey, Sixers beat writer for TheInquirer.com. What's up, Keith? What's good, man? What's good? Not the... Uh, Game one loss of to the Miami Heat for the 76ers. We got to break all that down. Everything that uh, they didn't do in order to pick up this win and steal the first game of this series. But first, we got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Keith, a 106-92 game one loss for the 76ers in this second round matchup against the Miami Heat. A lot of optimism going into the game from fans all around, feeling that they could steal this game number one with no Kyle Lowry in the lineup. The Sixers maybe having a different game plan without Joel Embiid and how they could get it done. Got off to a rough start, found their way back up by one at the break, up by five early in the third quarter. And then after that, Keith, things just went the other way. What were your uh, observations from being in the arena and seeing it all up close? I mean, it basically, the 76ers, I mean, it, it seemed like they had a lot of different lineups and and some of them didn't work. You know, I, I felt like from the jump, like when they went out, they came out, they built themselves a big lead. And it looked like Paul Reed and, and um, B-Ball Paul and, and, and Paul Millsap help them bring them back. But then if you notice, they went to that small lineup um, with Tobias Harris yeah. at, at the five and and, and George Niang at the four. Right. And, and it was like, they took the lead at the half, but then they came back with that big lineup and they hit a couple shots. And then all of a sudden it just seems like it got away from them a little bit. And, and I think the big difference was that, you know, first of all, the 76ers couldn't make any shots. Um, they couldn't make shots. When Joel Embiid isn't playing, the one thing you have to do is you have to make shots. You have to make shots from the outside to, to, to take advantage of that, I mean, to make up for that. Secondly, they got destroyed on the boards. I mean, it ended up being 47 to 37, which is a little misleading because the margin was way wider than that. It was like 15 to nine offensive. It was way wider than that. And then the third thing is they kept turning the ball over left and right. So it just seems like every they had to play a perfect game and they just didn't. I mean, they 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 left a lot of points on the board, so to speak. They made a lot of mistakes. Um, and 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 that was the difference in the game. Well, first thing I want to address, as you just pointed out, is they couldn't score. They couldn't make shots. And they shot uh, 17%, 17.6% from beyond the three-point line, six for 34 last night, Keith. And that's just not going to get it done. And to your point, rebounding, 
it was a bit misleading. Plus 10 where the Miami Heat defensive overall rebounding and in the offensive end, Keith, they were a plus six in the offensive rebounding category, which led to 18 second chance points that they had. Now, they had 17 more chances than the Sixers. The Sixers had seven more opportunities, which led to 14 points. They were three for seven. Miami was seven for 17 for their 18 points. Things could have been a lot worse. Yeah. You converted some of those, but the, the Heat missed a lot of shots. The Sixers defense for stretches was good, but they couldn't make any shots. Then, as you said, shooting themselves in the foot, 15 turnovers for 22 points on the mistakes where the Miami Heat turned the ball over 13 times. And the Sixers were only able to capitalize off of that with nine points. And if you look at the first quarter specifically, while they did find their way back into the game, the first quarter, Keith, they turned the ball over, if I'm not mistaken. My papers are stuck together here. I think it was seven times in the first quarter getting themselves down by eight. So, yeah, it was seven in the first quarter, 11 points off their seven turn off their seven turnovers where the Sixers forced five turnovers for Miami, but only able to get five points. So the things that we always talk about, offensive rebounding, making sure you keep them off the glass, protecting the basketball. You give it up seven times in the first quarter. That's not a recipe for success. And then when you do find your way back into it, as you mentioned, up one at the break, then up by five early in the third quarter, you have to make sure that you continue to find the way to score the basketball. And when you shoot, 43%, uh, 34 for 79, 6 for 34 from beyond. That's not going to help you out. And with those turnovers, Miami had key 13 more field goal attempts than the Sixers. That resulted ultimately into plus six in the field goal makes, shooting just a little bit better than the Sixers. So 106-92, they were up by as much as 21. They were up by 10 after three. They had some big leads, but the Sixers were back in it. They had a chance. Tyrese Maxey said it after the game. The win was doable. They lost that game as much as Miami beat the Sixers last night. Yeah, but I yeah, I mean, yeah, they it was doable, but it was it was an uphill battle. Like I think a lot of stuff had to go right for them. But yeah, you're right. They they did leave some stuff on there. The one thing is though, I um Certain people, players, just didn't come up and play the way they could have. A lot of them. I mean, George Niang didn't make a shot. 0 for 7. Um, 0 for 7. You know, uh, James Harden struggled a little bit at times. You know what I mean? He had five turnovers. Yep. You know, it, it was, uh, you know, uh, even even Maxie, you know, he shot 6 for 15. But, you know, the only thing that they had really, the only people they had doing anything was, was uh Furkan and and uh, and and Tobias for the most part they were yeah, the only two and, and, and Reed's minutes were good for now look he had five personal fouls but four four points nine rebounds five offensive I thought Paul Reed played okay and Tobias was great other than that you're right you needed a little more consistency from somewhere else and they just couldn't get it no shots from George Niang same with James Harden. We were asking for him to flash back to Harden from Houston a little bit while the shots, <laughs> they were there early, but they just didn't fall. And as a result, Sixers 0-1 right now in their deficit in this series. And on the other side, we come back, Keith. We got to talk about a little bit more with this basketball team and where they need to go in round number two. And part of it is Paul Reed, but he has some things to say post game that 
he might have wanted to keep to himself. We'll get into that and let the people know what that was next right here, Locked On 76ers. Yeah, let's talk about prize picks. All right, NBA fans, are you looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA? Then you need to try the award-winning app, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and we know you will too. So it's easy to use. You pick two to five players, then over/under on their projected projections, and you can win up to ten times on any entry, and it's just you and the projected number. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize pick is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Prize picks offers a variety of options, right? Now, here's the thing, y'all. Prize picks just doesn't offer NBA. They have a lot of the college basketball, college football, NFL, and MLB, soccer, MMA, and more, right? So for a limited time, Prize Picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free. If a player in your first Prize Pick entry scores a single point, but you must use the code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to locked on fans. Sign up today and use the code NBA, $50 for free, if a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point. I'm telling y'all, do it today, people. Do it today. Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. Uh for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Two games on the slate last night, Sixers and Heat game one. And the other game that was being played last night was the game one of the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, game number one, round two, as well as the Phoenix Suns win game one at home taking down the Dallas Mavericks. But Keith, uh, you put me on to, uh, as I was doing the radio show, I had a chance to hear from Tyrese Maxey and Doc Rivers, a little bit of Eric Spolstra, but unable to catch up with some of the other players. But I did read on social media and you gave me more context, which was Paul Reed. (laughs) And he had some interesting comments post game. Again, solid game. Four points, nine rebounds, four assists as well. One block shot, one steal. He's very active as always in his 13 minutes and three seconds. But it was really his comments post-game about the game, about the Miami Heat that caught the uh, ear of many people, yourself included, and me just reading one quote. So if you could explain what Paul Reed said and why it was a little uh, um, eyebrow-raising, if you will, with what he said. Yeah. I'm sorry for cutting you off, but but here's the deal. What Paul Reed was basically asked on the positives that they saw for tonight, what made him happy, right? So basically, you know, he said, honestly, I think we can definitely beat this team. And you got to understand, I'm just going to say, you, everybody, I mean, it's good for him to feel that way. But, it, but when a guy like Paul Reed, a role player, comes out and says that, then it typically raises eyebrows, so to speak. But what he said is, I'm again, 
honestly, I think we can definitely beat this team. We can go out there and be more physical than um, and play more aggressive. Keep them off, keep them on their heels. They're going to fold. He said, we, we've seen that happen in the second quarter and a little bit in the first. I think that's one thing we realize facing this team. So, you know, he says that. And then, uh, you know, uh, later on, it was a reporter who, like, did a follow-up from Miami. says, well, listen, and you got to understand, the Sixers didn't shoot the ball well. The Sixers didn't do a lot of things well. So this guy says, hey, so, Paul, how do you feel that? Is it because of you guys shooting? Was it because of this? Was it because of that? And then Paul comes back and says, look, man, we have the offense. That's not the problem. The only thing we have to worry about is locking them down every possession and getting out in transition. Once we do that, they can't stop us. So again, you got you have to respect his uh his confidence. His confidence right. But it, it became quickly something on social media, like really a brewing on social media. And what you also have to wonder now going forward for Miami, why they don't need it. Uh, is this something that they lean on for bulletin board material for the next game? While it is just Paul Reed, it was just Paul Reed saying it, though. And that's something that they could potentially play off of and make sure that they attack him a little bit more in game number two, since he did say these things openly. It's one thing to say it on the floor, get a little chirpy with guys, especially veterans. This is a veteran team. This might be bulletin board material for the players. May not be for the coaches. They may not care. But for the players, for sure, you know that they thrive off of just simply finding things to use uh, as as something to fuel them against their opponent. And Paul Reed already gets into a little bit of foul trouble with five personal fouls last night. Uh, this could go the other way for him, especially with him not being a starter and being a young player, first time really getting his feet wet in the postseason. I agree 100%. I really do. But you know what? You gotta. You, at the same time, you have to respect the fact that he was that he said it. You know what I mean? Like some guys and that young wouldn't say anything, but you know he does have the confidence. He so is a we'll confident see. guy. Yeah, we'll he see. is definitely a confident guy. We do know that. So we'll see if that does anything. If it carries any weight going into game number two, uh, and if this causes him to play any any harder. Uh, he plays hard, so will this have him call? And then you also, the, his teammates, how, how do they back him up? Do they back him up in words and saying publicly, hey, we stand behind Paul and what he had to say. We believe uh, exactly what he's saying. Or do they just simply just go out there and let their play do the speaking for them instead of speaking through the media with anything? Uh, Keith, our final segment, man, we got to get into Doc Rivers also speaking post game where he discussed what he's going to do for his center minutes going forward and who starts at least in the next game. A lot of fans upset with the first choice. We'll see if uh, they like the choice that he uh, shared with people post game about who he's going to start and why it is something that may need to be changed a little bit going forward. If the Sixers try to win this series, that's next right here on locked on 76ers. Now what we want to talk to you guys about is bet online. Bet online is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's baseball um, uh, 
start and in, in the basketball playoffs and the NHL playoffs. Bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Do it today, people. I'm telling you, do it today. Do it today, folks. You heard the man. <laughs> do it today. Especially with postseason. You can have a little fun in the baseball action going on as well. All right, Keith, for our final one here, we have to talk about Doc Rivers. He decided to go with DeAndre Jordan, the veteran, uh, starting for game number one. I was honestly a little surprised. I thought he might give the nod to Reed with a quick hook because of his propensity to foul and uh, and bunches and get into foul trouble, but he decided to go with Jordan. Early on, uh, an alley-oop quickly, playing it kind of like that Clint Capella role. I thought that would be more suitable for Paul Reed because he's younger. He can run in the end quicker and uh, set those picks and roll to the basket and get those live opportunities from James Harden. And while we didn't see that, we saw a couple of passes to him that he finished close to the basket, encouraging to see that. But he went with DeAndre Jordan. But if you paid attention to the game, like you did, and like a lot of the Sixer fans did, you saw that the minutes that he was out there didn't go so well. You mentioned it in the first segment, how the smaller lineup had a lot of success with Tobias at the five, uh, Niang at the four, and maybe even some of those Millsap minutes that he was in there for the short time that he was for five minutes and 38 seconds. But Doc Rivers said post-game, Keith, that they're going to stick with DJ, as he says, whether you like it or not. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to read the quote to you in a second. Please do. But, like, here's the deal with DJ, right? So when this game first starts, you know, DJ was overwhelmed. Let's just put it that way. He did have the alley-oop dunk, but that was his only highlight in that first segment. He was in there, right? So when you look at it um, – Bam had a value, was doing whatever he wanted to him. He was three for three. You know, uh, DJ had two turnovers. You know, one of them was the ball just hit his hands. The other one, I don't know what happened, but it was just a bad, it was an offensive foul, right? So he played four minutes and 22 seconds in the first quarter. He was a minus 12 in that time, right? For the game, DJ... DJ will have four points. He played 17 minutes and 17 seconds, and he was a minus 22. So he, he now in the second half, he did block some shots. He did make a little bit of a presence, uh, you know, in the second half. But Doc Rivers was asked, why did he go with DeAndre Jordan? And the question wasn't like, hey, you know, like uh, he just the guy just wanted to know, like, what did you see and what you do? And this is what Doc's response was. We talked to our guys and they wanted a big roller. I thought in the second half, that's how he has to play every night. Like Again, I said he played a little bit better in the second half. He says that first four or five minutes were great for him. That's what we need. We, all, we also love Paul, but we don't need him in foul trouble. That's why you don't want to start him. We like DeAndre, and we're going to keep starting him, whether you like it or not. That's what we're going to do because our guys believe in him. Now, he also went on to say, and they don't have this here, but he also went on to say, like, they considered 
starting Paul Millsap at the start of the second half. But his guys, the players, went to the players, and they said start DJ. Now, DJ's a good guy and all that, but you got to be careful when the players say start DJ because you remember when DJ was in Brooklyn, the players wanted that, and they ended up trading Jared Allen in that trade to get James Harden as part of the three-team trade. Now you look at Jared Allen, and he's an all-star. So you understand what I'm saying? It's like I get it that he's a big roller and this and that. And and, and to be honest with you, I don't fault Doc for uh, starting him just because of the foul trouble that B-ball Paul, Paul Reed gets into. But I do think that they would have been better off having Millsap start the second half. And again, you can just have a quick hook if things start to go the wrong way, like we saw with Jordan only playing four plus minutes in the first quarter with the uh, two turnovers and the one personal foul. And Paul Reed in the first quarter, he had two personal fouls, but again, active four points, three, three assists, one rebound and one steal. We know he can get in the foul trouble. It's just a matter of getting him out of the game when things start to go the other way. This is going to be a challenge because we know that Doc Rivers likes to do what Doc Rivers likes to do. He mentioned the players and that, leaning on them, the, the veterans, and seeing what they wanted to do. Uh, I don't think this is the way to win because, to your point, in that first quarter, Bam Adebayo, Keith, had 10 points and six rebounds and shot four for six. Yep. Some of that was on Paul Reed, but he already got going with DeAndre Jordan in the game. But well, here's the thing. He was one for three against Paul Reed and three for three against Jordan. <laughs> so he's... I don't know what he's going to do. This is where Doc is looked at to be a stubborn individual. And uh, I get the foul thing. Um, you're going to have to think of something else because the, the minutes say what the minutes say. Uh, sometimes those plus minuses can be misleading. I don't lean on that a lot because Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey were minus 25 to DeAndre Jordan's 20, minus 22. We saw those guys out there playing well helping them bring them back and get that lead that they eventually took at halftime. So again, can be a bit misleading, but Doc Rivers is going to have to figure this thing out if they're going to give him a chance. No one is replacing Joel Embiid, but it doesn't seem like at least DeAndre Jordan is the answer, Keith, right now for the Sixers in this game and maybe not even going forward against the Miami Heat, at least for game number two on Wednesday night. I don't know what he's going to do, but I don't, this one, I don't agree with them on this one. Yeah, it was it was a little different. I mean, again, I understand you're trying to keep B-ball Paul out of Paul Reed out of foul trouble, but I see where you're going. I mean, I just feel like after that first quarter, after you saw what he did and, and you know how ineffective he was, maybe you just leave him out, you know what I mean? Cuz yeah. this is do or die, man, do or die. Yeah, and even when he said if you have to get a little creative with the lineups, if Tobias Harris has to play at those center minutes at the five, then so be it. Figure something else out, but that might not be it. If, if it has to be Millsap for a couple of more minutes, then it needs to be Millsap for a couple of minutes. Keith, we got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. On our next episode, we'll dive deeper into uh, what they need to do in order to win game number two on Wednesday coming back to Philadelphia, splitting the series, evening it up at 1-1. Now, make your second listen, Locked On NBA. 
We're locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, as always, man, great to be with you. Tell the folks what they need to do. And what y'all need to do is follow up with D said. You need to get uh, down. Uh, you need to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast at. Secondly, you need to subscribe to our Locked On 76ers YouTube channel by clicking on the on the, on the uh, Liberty Bell. I can't get it out, y'all. I can't get it out. So that's what y'all need to do. Do that. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel and download the regular podcast as well. And you need to follow us on Twitter. You can follow my man, D, Divine G, at 975. And, uh, well, it's, it's not even at 975. It's Divine G975. And uh, me is uh, Pompey on Sixers. All right. Well, folks, enjoy the rest of your day. We'll be back tomorrow talking a lot more. This team is definitely a big topic of discussion, so we have a lot more for you on the next episode. Enjoy the rest of your day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Keith, have a good one. Enjoy South Beach. Are you going to the beach? <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm enjoying uh, – <laughs> you see that bed behind me? That's what I'm, I'm going to enjoy uh, – Keep sleep. That's what I'm going <laughs> to All, All right, man. man. Well, get All some right, peace. How about that? All right. Peace. Thanks, man. All right. All right. See y'all. Bye. All right.